0: Alright, episode 8 of Four Quarters, coming at you fast and furious. Quarter 1, we talk NFL like we always do. Uh, We kind of go through some of the best games. We talk Le'Veon Bell to Kansas City. We talk Rookie Review. We talk OBJ showing his attitude a little bit. We talk about the Pat's surprising loss, Washington woes, and a lot of other things around the league. Quarter 2, we roll on with college football. Clemson hanging 73. Notre Dame struggles. UNC... What a bad loss for Brad. Uh, Bama and the COVID situation in college football. Quarter three, we're going to roll at you with NBA. We talked coaching carousel. We talked Daryl Morey getting fired. We talked Lakers. Where do they go next? And where will Giannis land? In quarter four, we had My Thing Is, where I talked about why you shouldn't pay NFL running backs. And uh, Max Kellerman, uh, excuse me, sorry, Brad Jeffers, talked about why the Steelers might not be as good as we think they are. All right, Brad, we're back. Episode 8 of Four Quarters. We had a wild week, and I'm coming after you today.
1: Coming yeah, you. I, I kind of got to be prepared for it. Uh, my weekend did not go as expected in the sports world, so...
0: Let's get into it. All right, quarter one, around the horn. We're going to go around the NFL today. Titans win in OT and stay undefeated. Do you think they're the real deal? I kind of... You kind of can't say no. I mean,
1: they beat the Bills last week.
0: You definitely can still say no, though. I
1: mean, you can. Like, there's way... I mean, I don't think... like. Tannehill looked really good today.
0: He looks decent. And the thing with Tannehill, he's not really throwing over 200 yards. If you look at the way he's playing, it's very conservative, you know, football, which is the way you play with Tannehill. He's not a game breaker. But let's all be clear here, and we all know the truth. This team lives and dies by running game and mainly Derrick Henry. I mean, he did have
1: like 212 yards today. Yeah. Granted, he had 94 of them on one run, but that's still impressive to put up 200 yards.
0: And if we go back to his game against the Bills, he turned Josh Norman into a practice dummy, and uh, you know that's kind of the the cost of doing business when you're playing Derrick Henry.
1: I mean, they were they
0: were they threw the ball 41 times today.
1: Yeah, so I mean they were I'm, they were kind of forced to because I mean they were down.
0: Yeah, it was a wild game. So Tannehill had to throw it eventually. But overtime last play, it was Derrick Henry in the backfield. I mean,
1: it was Derrick Henry the whole overtime period. Correct. Like they literally just handed the ball. They knew they, they didn't want to stop him. They no, didn't
0: even want to touch him.
1: No, and they know but they know how to win. Like right. obviously their way to win is just hand Right. The ball.
0: But on the flip side, if you have a defense that's pretty like dominant in the run game, they might struggle. And you know who's pretty dominant in the run game? Who? The Pittsburgh Steelers defense who held the Browns to seven points. Now a lot of people were saying that this was the Steelers' first real test, and I had to agree. You know, the Browns are no joke. They have one of the best offenses in the NFL based on talent on paper clearly they underdeliver. but on paper they're one of the best offenses in the NFL they have some of the best talent in the NFL um and they're the they actually are the number one ranked rushing offense in the NFL and the Steelers held, held them to 75 yards rushing and only seven points and the offense looked better than it has all year scoring 38 points and this is only the second time the Steelers have scored 30 points in almost a year
1: all right. Well, I'm gonna get into this later. Yeah,
0: we have this scheduled for later, but, but I'm sure you have some things to
1: say. Let me, let me say this. I don't like people saying the Browns are the real deal. Yes. Like you said on paper, they're they have the probably some of the best talent by far. But that's been the case for what, three years now? Yes. Two or three years now? Yes. And the past two or three years, we've never said that they, you know, we're we're a contender. We're good. The team hasn't changed much. Yeah, they've had, you know, coaching changes or whatever but but even still and when you look at the Steelers I mean they look good today you can't you can't dispute that yeah you can't any, so. like they put up 38 points but you're still gonna try Oh, oh I'm still gonna try it 100 percent. but we'll get into that later I still I mean it's a good win for the Steelers but I don't I don't think that this was their first real test. I think that's next
0: week against the Titans. Okay. I, I'm fine with you saying that, but you really didn't finish what you were saying with Cleveland.
1: Well yeah, I don't I don't want to yet because I do get into that uh, in quarter four. Okay. With my thing is. Okay. So so okay. I'll save it for there. I'll save it for there.
0: Well, I have some I have some facts and stats that I wanna keep in the back pocket for the old Steelers, but it was a good day for me. Thirty eight seven. That's the most fun I've had watching a Steelers game in a long time because as we know last year, it was a lot of uh, a lot of blah. Um, if we are going to move on, we're going to move on to the Falcons. And for the sixth week in a row, the Minnesota Vikings shafted me. I just cannot believe that this team doesn't know how to win a football game. The Falcons were able to not blow a lead for the first time all year. They get one in the win column to move them to a whopping one and five. And uh, the Vikings look bad. Kirk Cousins looks bad. And uh, I don't think this says much about the Falcons, but I do think it's saying a lot about the Vikings, that they're probably not a playoff team and that Kirk Cousins is overpaid, which we all knew. And in my mind, the Kirk Cousins era in Minnesota is coming to an untimely or a timely end, rather. I think this Vikings team is headed on the outs of being a top-tier NFL team.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. My thing with Atlanta today, I mean, they're coming off. I mean, they they got an interim head coach right now. They're playing for a new guy. Uh, Julio came back today He looked great 137 yards and two touchdowns Um, Matt Ryan played a great game Defense looked great Defense looked good good. Like they just Everything seemed to click for them today You know Coming off of a rough weekend last week Where you know They lost their head coach And their general manager Correct On the same day Yes Right after the game ended So I was impressed with Atlanta today Do I still Do I see this continuing Throughout the future for Atlanta? We'll have to see I mean they played the Vikings today But yeah With In the sense of the Vikings uh, their they're shot for the year. I mean, I I think we kind of already knew that going into this week, but them losing by 17 to Atlanta who was winless before this. Yeah. I think I don't I, don't, I can't more. I
0: can't even make the picks anymore with the Vikings. It's kind of just I'm going to just close my eyes and hit it from now on cuz um I lose every single time.
1: Yeah, I've learned to always go against what your decision is in the Vikings game. It typically for, works for out for week. you. Except for last week. We both They even the they
0: even tried to uh, mess me up there. They tried to win that game for whatever reason.
1: Well, yeah, they, look, they must look at our picks. You know, I, would, I wish. but
0: That would be nice. Anyways, so moving on yet again, uh, this is one of the things I really wanted to talk to Brad about. Do you have anything to say for yourself? Because uh, the New England Patriots, they lost today. And not only did they lose, they lost to the Broncos. Uh, Drew Locke's first game back, he tried his best to give the Pats that game. And uh, they couldn't pull it off. Uh, what do you have to say for yourself? Cam right. Newton looked, uh, how do we say, what's the word for that? Do you want to say it?
1: All right, yes. Cam throwing the football did not look great. Yeah. Okay. 17 for 25. 157 and two picks. Two picks? You hate to see that. His first pick His first pick was kind of his fault, but, I mean, it was a great play by the defense. His, I mean, him on the ground, though, was, I think, phenomenal. He had 76 okay. yards and touchdown. But, let me get into this. No, I don't think Cam looked great today. He didn't at all. Um And... But I think they still should have won this game. But I put part put of it, it, I put part of it on Bill Belichick because How? I don't agree with them going for two on that first touchdown that they had. Who threw two picks, Bill
0: Belichick? Or yes, I get it. I get right? it. Can't throw two sure. picks.
1: Yeah. Yes, I get it. Okay, they should have. They should have been ahead a lot. They should have been a lot farther ahead. But right. even with that said, in the situation that they were in. I think they still could have won this football
0: game. The, yeah, but shoulda, woulda, coulda. We can all look at the past and say that. But if you are telling me that the Patriots are a 12-4 and 4 Super Bowl contender, you can't lose to the Broncos, who are without Von Miller, who are without Melvin Gordon, um, ironically, who got listed uh, out today with an illness, which is not exactly why he was out, but that's fine. Um, Andrew Locke on his first game back after a shoulder injury. And Cortland Sutton is not playing. So you lost to not only a Broncos team, but a Broncos team who has no hope this year. So that's my issue with this loss. It's not just a loss. And yes, I'm happy I get to clown you today, but from a real pers- from like a more serious perspective, this is a problem for the Patriots. This is not a game you should, you know, be happy with. I mean, clearly because they lost, but this should be this should make you a little bit nervous for the Patriots, should it not? No, I don't think it does. Really? No, I don't. I mean, I think I think, you're out of your mind. I
1: think defensively, yes, the Bron- Broncos are not a good football team on yeah. the, on offensive side so of the ball. Ration- but, rationalize but, the loss for me. All right, so first of all, Yes, they allowed six field goals, but they don't allowed six field goals and two picks where they were put in pretty decent field position. Drew Locke completed 10 of 25 passes today for like 160 yards, and they still – he also threw two picks as Cam did. So their defense – Looks fine. Their offense—they got to pick it up. They got to figure something out. That's what I'm.
0: That's my issue. But you only muster twelve points against this defense, who's pretty much hopeless, and your defense only gives up eighteen points. You can't manage to win and gives you two turnovers. That's a really hard game to lose, and yet they managed to do it. I blame Cam.
1: I just uh, yeah. I mean, he didn't look good today. I mean, yes, you can put. The majority of this on cam yeah. for today. Yeah. But I don't I mean, think I don't think we'll see that moving forward. I think they're going to come back from this. They're going to bounce back from this. They're going to look that's a fine, lot better.
0: But if they play like this against the Bills, they're going to get yeah. housed. Yes. Okay. But this also goes back to my point. I think I made this either last episode or two episodes ago. This is the most they've ever run the football with a quarterback or otherwise. I think it's 84% of the time, which is an ungodly number. And you know the only other times I've ever done that are with Matt Castle, who is a terrible quarterback, and Tom Brady, who is in the unproven portion of his career pre-the-six Super Bowl Tom Brady, pre-Goat Brady. So clearly, they run the football when they don't have a lot of uh, hope or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They don't have a lot of confidence in their quarterback as a pure thrower of the football. So that's what that stat tells me. Do you have anything more to say for yourself and your Pats losing to this terrible Broncos team or can we move on? I
1: mean, not in the sense of them losing to the Broncos, but I'll get to your point about their confidence uh with Cam. Yeah. I mean,
0: the two picks, it's really boosting my confidence. Yeah,
1: Cam. and that I mean, yes, that hurt him, but they've only played 6 games and he was out for one of them. Right. And I mean, no preseason, no no real training camp. But that's over, bro. That's yes, over. I know. We're I six games in. Don't...
0: That that argument is now over. We're six I mean, games yeah, in. Still... You should have enough time now to be a part of that offense. I mean, we're now we're seeing the same thing in a game we're going to talk about in a second. The Bucks, they're starting to click now. This is the time where you need to start clicking.
1: Yeah, but they kind of hit a hiccup with the COVID and Cam being and out. It's going to happen. Don't get yeah, COVID. I mean, don't, it's going to happen. Here's but... a
0: solution. Don't get COVID.
1: Well, yeah, I don't think he went out and said, hey, I'm going to get COVID today. Eh, you never know. I, I highly doubt Cam said I'm going to get, I, get I COVID. I clearly –
0: Clearly sarcastic. All right, moving on. Um, Somehow we always end up talking about the Washington football team, even though they're at the bottom of the league. They still manage to remain relevant. Um, They actually put up a decent struggle today, even though their offense had some real woes with Kyle Allen, who did not play particularly fantastically. But they had a chance to actually tie the game and push it into overtime, and then Ron Rivera makes the decision to go for two now. I understand that if he gets it, he's a genius. But what in that instance did Ron see in his offense that made him believe they could get that two-point conversion? Because the touchdown was kind of a miracle in and of itself. And you think you can pull another one out with a two-point conversion? I get the idea of, hey, we just want to win and get out of here. But in that instance, I think that's the time where you go, all right, I'm just going to kick it and we're going to try to fight in overtime, because if you get the ball first, all you got to do is score a touchdown. But instead, he tries to go for the win and loses, and I think he's going to have some questions to answer.
1: I kind of like the move. I mean, I, mean I, figured... I like the
0: aggressiveness, but why?
1: Well, because. What, what do they have
0: to lose? Yeah, but also, like, if you're going to try to win the game, why is that your decision? Why would you not try to extend the game and try to give yourself a better chance of winning besides leaving it all on one single play? Now, I do understand now that defense played not terribly but not to the level of expectations we had for them i mean they only held them to 20 points so they didn't play that bad but you know do you want to put your defense out there in overtime do you want to risk you know them getting just driven down the field i get the idea but in my mind you got to go into overtime you have to
1: yeah but i think i think that this fits kind of how he's seen ron deal with things all season long with him not calling timeouts at the end of games you know i mean i, I guess yeah, it's different because he's going for a win versus, you know, not calling timeouts, right. but I think it's it's a similar sense to where he was like, let's win this now and and go home. But if or we lose, we, it's not if a big we deal. We lose,
0: it's not the end of the world. I mean, still puts you at the number 2 pick. Yeah,
1: it, they're going to they're going to get a good draft pick regardless. Right. I mean, they could win the, the division and still possibly get a good draft pick.
0: So, uh actually it's a good chance. Yeah, uh, it's a very good chance. Yeah, but, I mean, I think the thing, and I think there a lot of Washington fans are hoping for Trevor Lawrence, but uh, you're going to have to have the Jets win some games, and that's not looking like it's possible.
1: No, the Jets are awful.
0: Yeah. Why does Adam Gase still have a job? 24 nothing to the Miami Dolphins, who I know they're playing well, but it's still, you know, the Dolphins. And you can't even score a touchdown? I mean, with a veteran quarterback and Joe Flacco? Like, what What do, What more do we need to see from the Jets? Like, if not now, win. Fire Adam Gase. Get him out. Don't let you – don't – don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out, dude. Like, what is what is the holdup here?
1: Yeah, I honestly it confuses me because we saw with Houston. I mean, they were quick on the ball. Yeah, but but Atlanta, my, but uh, yeah, even Atlanta too. But they have talent.
0: The on Jets. Those teams. Oh, you're talking no, no. About no yeah, yeah. yeah. Atlanta and Houston
1: have talent right now. Yeah. So maybe. I, don't, I, I honestly don't know. What, I lose
0: brain cells watching the Jets football games. I don't know what
1: the Jets are thinking right now and, and it, what they're trying to know. figure out or do.
0: I think that they could give me and you a shot to run that football team. It would probably be close to Honestly, the I
1: result. think I could win a game with the Madden playbook on that team. I think we could. I mean, yeah, it might be hard. We might have to play. You know, Adam
0: Gase is the perfect example of lying on your resume. Because he told the Jets that he was this offensive guru. And somehow they bought it and... Um, I'm seeing like a Pop Warner offense here. There's not a lot of motion. There's not a lot of action. You pretty much know what's coming when it's coming. Um, they had a wheel route for an easy first down. Joe Flacco threw the most catchable ball of all time, and uh, it got dropped. So clearly, this 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 team is just just bad from top to bottom.
1: I mean, they're all around. I mean, I don't think I don't know any real talent on this team. Like, can can you name a player right now on the Jets other than the quarterback? Braxton Berrios.
0: He played else? for Miami. Anybody else? Frank Gore. Okay.
1: All right. Anybody else?
0: I think his name is Jeff Smith. And I <laughs> exactly. only know this, I and I only know this from Madden. Exactly.
1: But you, nobody knows anybody on the Jets. They're not good. They have no talent. Their coaches are clearly terrible. I mean, yeah. this has been a problem they've had not just this year, but years in the past. And
0: this year, it's just very bad. In a word, a cluster. Uh, anyways, we're going to move on yet again. Eagles put up a struggle, but the Ravens end up winning by two. And this is kind of my argument that this Eagles team is not as bad as people say, but it's the receiving core. It always is going to come down to the receiving core. And they had these little slip ups. Like, why are you running a zone read with Carson Wentz on the goal line? And the fullback tried to take the ball from him. I just don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't like, why are you not throwing the ball like And then Miles Sanders dropped a touchdown pass, which should have been a touchdown. I mean, that should be seven points on the board right there. They can't manage that. They started off slow. And they played the Steelers well last week. So clearly this Eagles team is not as bad as, you know, we're saying or they're putting on the field. But at the end of the day, man, you got to start winning some football games if you want to at least win the division. I mean, I think this team's really talented, and I'm a big proponent of Carson Wentz. But are we just going to have this Eagles team stuck in mediocrity and close games like this all the time?
1: I mean – I think as an Eagles if you're an Eagles fan right now you should be super happy with what happened today. I it honestly surprised not necessarily. me. Okay, maybe you not. Should. Maybe they not. should
0: honestly they should they should have won this game. Yes, they should have at I least mean, tied it. Well, I mean considering they that they like put ties.
1: up 22 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you had 3 of the quarter they 29. They were, they were scoreless through 22. No, they put 22 up and they put 6 up in the third.
0: 28, yeah. But they scored they scored
1: fourth. 28 in the second half. Correct.
0: Is what. Well, yeah, 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 I see what you're saying and then they put 6 to t- yeah, I see what you're saying. We're all good. I'm losing my words here for a second, but who do they have next? I mean, I I want them. To, I want Carson Wentz to play well because I am going to tell everybody until the end of time that Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. But if you keep, oh, they should win next week. If you yeah, it's the Cowboys. If you keep no, putting, they got the Giants next. If you keep putting deck furniture in front of him, I mean, of course he's going to play bad.
1: Well, yeah, but I think I mean I mean has been playing well. He he had he's a great a good, game he's last good, week.
0: He's a good find, but they need more. I mean Zach Ertz is hurt. Dallas Goddard is hurt. Clearly, they have some injuries. Alshon Jeffrey's not out there. Not that he would have made that big of a difference. But it's time. Hey, Eagles front office, start drafting receivers. They drafted Jalen uh, Rieger, who I liked, but not at that spot over Justin Jefferson. They also could have had Tara McLaurin or DK Metcalf. And you know who they drafted instead? J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who is hot garbage. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. Exactly. exactly. Hot, hot garbage. And they let go of Nelson Aguilar, who is now balling. Yeah, that was a mistake. I, liked, I liked Aguilar. Oakland. Yeah, he just had a bad year, and they let him walk. I just don't understand the thought process here. Um, moving on to another one of your teams who couldn't muster a win this weekend. The Carolina Panthers, even though I did say that they were learning to be better without Christian McCaffrey, do need Christian McCaffrey. Couldn't get a win, pushed it to Overheim, Teddy Two Gloves threw a pick. This team is not a playoff team.
1: I mean, this is the best defense that they've played this year. Correct. Chicago's a good team. I mean, they're 5-1. Um I had hope. I mean, they had two possessions within the last, what, five minutes of the game where they should have scored. If not not a touchdown, they should have at least gotten a field goal. I mean, obviously, you don't want to go for that, but, you know, still, you get the ball twice, you kick two field goals, the game's tied. Correct. But... Yeah, I mean, I can see where they're not right now. I don't think
0: they're a playoff team. Now I think this team has potential. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is the future. in No, Carolina not at all.
1: We'll anyone's... have him through the rest of the year and right. try to move forward, move on. Well, they or gave maybe, him a five-year. They gave him a five-year deal.
0: He won't be the quarterback for five years. No, I don't think he'll be the starter for five years. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't see Teddy as a franchise quarterback anymore after that injury, unfortunately. But uh, in the draft, Trey Lance. I mean, I think... if he's there, if you guys are there. Yeah, I don't know where they're going to be. Um. Yeah, I mean, this is this is one of those teams that might be middle of the pack, could be high. They could play themselves out of a good draft pick, which I really think what I'm worried about with this team. Because this is a team that does not need to be pushing for a playoff run because they don't have the talent to get deep in the playoffs. No, not
1: necessarily, but I think... So don't make it. Yeah, but I think that if they get in with this team, they know that they're really not far off from potentially being making a deep run.
0: Yeah, but they're a couple of draft picks away from Well, that. yeah, but yeah. you
1: know, they'll get there over yeah. time. I mean it won't take long. and once Christian comes back, we'll have to see how how everything starts playing out because we saw in the first two games that he played, they couldn't do anything.
0: Right. Moving on, um, this game was actually really surprising to me. I think you took the Bucks and I took the Packers here. I thought the Packers would stay five and O, but it looked good to start. Green Bay comes out, gets a ten oh lead and then Aaron Rodgers throws his first interception of of the year and it's a pick six and from then on it turns into an absolute catastrophe. Rodgers throws a second interception on the very next drive, only two throws later, actually. So he goes from throwing none all year to throwing two and three passes. And then from then on, it was all Bucks. 38-0, unanswered. And um, Gronk gets his first touchdown, plays his best game as a Buck. Tom Brady didn't play remarkably, but that defense was really what stunned me. They played the best game they've played all year and they don't have really big superstars on that defense per se but they're all solid and they all play well and their two linebackers played outstandingly today and I think that their linebacker play is what won them the game by far.
1: Oh no, I mean, I've known that I have had the thoughts that this Bucks defense was going
0: to be good. Yeah, no, I did too but this is the best they've played by far.
1: 100% and I think that this was really, I mean, they haven't really been tested yet either so this was the first game where they knew that they were going to have to like step up and play some play some ball yeah and Especially that run on game, that the run game
0: exploded itself. finally
1: yeah i mean they finally were able to you know put things together and coming off the loss to chicago from last week yeah. you know a team with tom brady he doesn't like to lose back to back games so
0: he doesn't like to lose period no not at
1: all he hasn't done much of it but
0: but and you know another thing like i was saying earlier clearly this team is hitting their rhythm they're hitting their stride at the right point in the season they're trending positive and you know i think they're probably the team that we all touted them to be to start. It was a shaky start, but I think they're they're headed in the right direction here. Um so that's it. That's kind of the top key games we wanted to talk. But there's still more NFL talk to be had. Um Le'Veon Bell, a former Steeler whom kinda breaks my heart that he's not in Pittsburgh anymore, but we won't talk about it. Le'Veon Bell is in Kansas City now. Um which I was not expecting, was not looking at. I didn't even know the Jets were thinking about letting him go. The Chiefs are so smart, man. I mean, they get Le'Veon Bell, and the Jets are paying his contract.
1: Yeah, I. I mean, I, you can't say you hate this decision for Kansas City. Obviously, that's this just is, another this weapon is, for doing Awesome for them. Yeah, I mean, he fits um,
0: perfectly in that offensive system.
1: I just hate that he went to Kansas City. Why? I just, I as I wanted, a football fan, not necessarily. Yeah, as a I kind of yeah. Cause Cause not, it,
0: I mean, not, do we just give them the trophy now? I
1: feel like you almost have to, but I want to see. I want to see how they play. I mean, he can't play yet, right? Because he's got to run through the COVID testing Correct. and all this. But when he does play, I mean, they already have Car- Carlos – or what is it? Cl- Hilaire. Clyde Edwards- Edward Hilaire. Hilaire. That's what his name is. Yeah, him. And oh, he's my. been balling out. So I didn't even think they needed a running back. But now they can I have him and Le'Veon. I mean, it's going to be – their backfield's unreal. Their receiving core's already super dangerous. They got Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback. Their defense looks great. I don't know anything stopping this team.
0: Well, here's my thing. I think what makes it like, – what makes this such a good signing is is because Alaire was playing so well already. So now you have a two-back system, which we've seen work hundreds and hundreds of times. Now, I'm going to give you my opinion on running backs later in the show in quarter four, but... I think this is a good pickup for them. I think Bell fits perfectly in the offense, but again, I don't think we go ahead and give them the trophy just yet. I mean, I think the only thing, only thing holding them back is the defense. The defense has to get more consistent, and they did actually when they won the Super Bowl. It was the defense that played really well in that game, not Patrick Mahomes in the offense. So if that defense can repeat that, then maybe we have uh, just go ahead and give them the trophy situation. But I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sold. On that defense, and I'm also not 100% sold that Le'Veon Bell was the same back that he was in Pittsburgh. So, if we look at Le'Veon Bell's time with the Jets, 17 games played, 264 rushing attempts, he had no rush longer than 19 yards, he had no 100 yard rushing games, and only four touchdowns. And he also got paid $27 million in that time, which is insane. Um, so clearly, might be a little bit of a product of being in New York, Well, but yeah, I mean, but they- also bell maybe not might not be the same back the one that he was in pittsburgh that was so dominant that was like wow this guy's an elite back is he the same guy still Eh. well we're gonna
1: have to see i mean he's obviously gonna have a lot more talent around him offensively like just in the line in in the you know this offensive line in general plus with all the weapons that he'll have around him you know receivers wise they won't just be locked in on Le'Veon because when he was in new york and he was on the field he was the guy
0: he also has some availability issues
1: yeah, I mean, but we'll have to see. I mean, obviously, he's been, in a sense, hu- seems humbled because I mean, he's taken very low money, you know, with the Chiefs.
0: No, completely. it's not the fact that he's taking low money; it's somebody else is paying his contract. Because if you look, he's a twenty-four million dollars cap hit on the Jets next year, and another four after that. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that
1: actually. So the, first so the so the
0: Jets are kind of in a in between a rock and a hard place with this Bell situation, but still, I I think there's a lot of questions bell has to answer and i'm not saying that he can't i'm just saying they're there and um another, like just another thing like i said he has available availability issues he's torn his mcl twice he has a little bit of problem passing drug tests which i don't think is a problem anymore in and in no NFL. i
1: don't think it is yeah i don't
0: think they do that anymore
1: no not not for weed no not, yeah not for what he was well then sure. that
0: doesn't matter anymore but he does have some injury uh issues
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, obviously, he hasn't really played much uh, in the past year. I mean, obviously, he's been out. He hasn't played for the Jets this season. So, we'll just have to see. I mean, he's still got, you know, probably another. He won't play this week, obviously, so he could come back next week. And we'll just have to see how much they use him. I mean, they also, like I said, they have Clyde Edwards-Solaire. And so, they won't need him as their primary back, necessarily. We just got to see what we'll to have to wait
0: and see how they end up using. it. How would Le'Veon Bell not be your primary back? I mean, I'm not
1: saying I'm not
0: saying he won't be, but I'm saying he doesn't have to take every snap. No, he, no, 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 he does not at all. You could use Ilair as a speed back as a third down back. It does give them a situation where they can play two backs, which I've always liked the idea of having multiple running backs.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a genius idea.
0: I, I love that idea. I mean, because you had the, 200, the two-headed monster in Carolina way back in the day with DeAngelo Williams and, and Jonathan, Jonathan
1: Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, double trouble. I miss those days.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of teams that we see success with, that they have two powerful running backs. I
1: mean, look at the Ravens.
0: Yes. They have runners all over the field.
1: Exactly, and they're dominant. Right. So. All
0: right, moving on. Um, after week five, or is this week? That's week five, right? Is week, week five six? was last week. This is week, week six. Week six. I'm sorry. Uh, let's do a little rookie review after week six. Uh, who's one that's really stuck out? Who's one that's just not doing it for you? I got to go. I, this week I'm going to say Justin
1: Jefferson. He's been performing yeah, well in Minnesota. Really well. Uh, he kind of surprised me a little bit because, I mean, I not that I forgot about him. I mean, he was great at LSU, but, you know, nobody really expected much out of him this season, especially being in Minnesota. But, I mean, I think he's he's played very well, uh, and they started to use him a lot more. So I, I like what he's putting up. I mean, but Joe Burrow is, you know, still my favorite.
0: Yeah. Joe Burrow. Uh, Clearly for me, Chase Claypool, I'm going to keep riding that Chase Claypool wave has another touchdown this week. Uh, He is the, he's tied the rookie record for touchdowns through uh, five games and they've actually only, or through six weeks. And they have only played five games in those six weeks. He's got six touchdowns. Um, But one of the rookies that I've really, really has really been impressive to me along with Justin Jefferson is Justin Herbert. We've talked a lot about him on this show, but Justin Herbert's playing really well to just get thrown in the fire the way that he was, and he's playing really good. I mean, the guy has not won a game yet, and I'll I'll be the first to admit that, but that's not his fault. And I'm going to say something a little controversial here. I think that if the Chargers were 100% completely fully healthy – that if they had their all their offensive linemen, they're missing Mike Pouncey and Trey Turner and Brian Bulaga, which are three big pieces of the offensive line. If they were healthy, if Keelan Allen was healthy, if Derwin James was healthy, that team would be a playoff contender, 100%. There's not a doubt in my mind that team would be a playoff contender.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I like I like the
0: Chargers. So. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna be a very good football team in the future.
1: Yeah, I mean, and they're still they're still relatively young too, so.
0: Yeah, Who, uh, what rookie has just not shown you as much as you thought that they would? Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, I, that's exactly where I was headed. Well, see, here,
1: and I was super big on him going to the draft. Carolina had a chance to pick him up, did not, and then got Derrick Brown. And he has exceeded my expectations thus far in the season. But Isaiah Simmons, I mean, he's got seven tackles right now. I don't think he's
0: played much. He hasn't played much, but he's made he's been in there and made some very bad mistakes. Yeah,
1: I don't. Uh, he's just. I really. I mean, going into the draft, everybody had high expectations. 100%. He was. He's very
0: versatile. I mean, he now, can do a lot of things. Now here's the thing: there was a lot of talk about the reason that he fell so far was because he's just an athlete playing football.
1: Yeah, which makes sense.
0: But my, is is he that guy? Is he just a guy that we got so excited on because he, you know, is he a Jadavion Clowney where his talent on the football field is not really what you think it is, but. Athletically, he just blows you away because he blew you away at the combine. His combine numbers were out of this world, and I think that we fall into the habit of going, "Man, this guy's a great athlete." That doesn't always mean he's a great football player because the greatest quarterback of all time had the worst combine in history. So clearly, there's no, there's not a correlation there. So is he that guy? I mean, I'm, I'm starting to think maybe. I mean, it's early, but
1: well, yeah, and they haven't played him much. Uh, Through the season, you know, this far. And, I mean, he's still a rookie. So we got to give him some time before we can start being like, okay, is this guy just here for show, basically? Or is he actually good at the game of football? Correct. And I think it could come down to finding, I guess, kind of the right position for him since he is an athlete and can play so many places. But I think once he begins to, like, learn just one spot. Because when he was at Clemson, I mean, he played – every position on the field he was never focused yeah he just played, on he just played defense exactly he wasn't focused on playing one position so i think now he'll start to learn more and just be primarily focused on playing one spot and he'll go from there and grow right.
0: um before we move on to quarter two we have to do our our nfl picks but before we move on to that obj uh, kind of showed his attitude on the sideline today and clearly they got whooped but i don't know if you saw he took his cleats off in the at the start of the fourth quarter Took his helmet off, threw it, and then he was chirping at like the three Steelers fans that were actually at the game. So, my question is, why are you doing that, man? Like, why? Like, I get you're getting, I get you're getting your butt whooped, but you have to show some more class than that. Yeah, you got your cleats off, your helmet off, you're talking to the fans, man. That's so childish. That's so immature. That's so pestilent. Like, you have to handle that with some more maturity.
1: Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, we've seen it I mean, OBJ's had moments like this in the past.
0: Perfect. He's the he's a toxic locker room guy, man. He's a bad culture guy. I mean he's a diva. Yeah, and they have too many of those in Cleveland with Baker and Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I mean they're they're
1: basically three headed monster are just a bunch of, you know, a mean girls group.
0: Yeah. And I mean, maybe Miles Garrett is not like this, but what what was very funny to me is that the Cleveland Steelers game last year when Mason Rudolph was the starting quarterback, had the drama and the helmet swing and um I think it was Kareem Hunt that said that this game is for Miles, as if Miles Garrett had died, and uh, I think they let him down. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I believe that that offense let Miles Garrett down just a skosh.
1: Well, if it was Kareem Hunt, then I bet you Miles Garrett's throwing a helmet at him after the
0: game. Is yeah, I seen. don't, I don't, I don't think that they really, uh, they won the game for Miles. I, I think that backfired a little bit. Yeah, they're for Miles. But it goes to for me to show that this Cleveland team is focused on the wrong things. You're focused on something that happened last year. You're focused on a quarterback who it was not playing. He was not playing. He got in the game because you got trounced. But he was he should have never been a factor. Mason Rudolph should have never been in their head. So I don't understand why this was such a focus when clearly Miles Garrett was in the wrong. I mean, swinging a helmet at a guy, that's very dangerous. You can never justify that decision. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, like, I don't understand what the Browns were thinking. Like, this was their big motivator. It did not work in the slightest. So, um, this is why the Browns are the Browns. We talked about this. This is their culture. They focus on the wrong things and then get blasted. And there's this meme circling around where they, you know, they silence the haters and then play an average team. And then when they play a good team, they start playing bad. And that's the tip of the cycle we're at now. They're playing bad because they're playing good competition.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. but well, we've seen this before that Cleveland's always focused on the wrong things. I mean, in the past, Baker's always big into talking to the media and, you know, getting up close with Colin Coward, you know, and getting in those little disputes. He's making 500 different commercials a year. Odell's getting into some mess situation. Like, He's
0: got more commercials than touchdown passes. Yeah. It's, it's terrible.
1: It's, you can't expect to be a successful yeah. franchise and do that.
0: I was really happy to see the Browns get waxed today. All right. Before we move on to quarter two, week seven picks. Thursday, Giants-Eagles. Giants have a six or, – or, excuse me, Philadelphia is a six-point favorite. I'm going Eagles.
1: Yeah, I got to go Eagles. They look – I mean, they look good today in the fourth. The Giants struggled against Washington, and I know the Eagles are a lot better than Washington. Uh, so as long as as long as long the Eagles team that showed up today and the fourth shows up next week, the Eagles will take that.
0: I agree. Uh, both Eagles there. Steelers, Titans. Steelers are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Really, to me, this is a pick em game. I'm going to pick the Steelers because of my bias. You're probably going to pick the Titans.
1: Yeah, I'm going to pick the Titans on this one uh, solely because I think I've gone against the Steelers every single week. I don't think it's ever—it hasn't done me right to this point. But I like—this is my favorite game of next week, and I don't know why it's not at 415— or 425 because it's you
0: know the Steelers are getting one o'clock games because of their performance last year. But um, people, a lot of people underestimated the Steelers. But this is the reason I think the Steelers are going to win. The Titans are very run heavy. The Steelers defense is perfect for run defenses. We've seen them do it to Saquon. We've seen them do it to Houston. We've seen it do them. We've seen them do it to Denver, and we just saw them do it to the best rushing offense in football in Cleveland. The statistic best run defense run offense in football. This is probably the best run offensive football if you're being real realistic. So this is a team where there's two strengths playing to each other. Now, I think if the Steelers play the way that they did today and played really dominant and physical at the line of scrimmage, they're gonna win this game because if they have to rely on Ryan Tannehill, then Minka Fitzpatrick and Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson and all these guys are gonna kinda pick him apart. So hopefully that's gonna play to the Steelers' advantage. But I'm picking Pittsburgh, you're picking Tennessee panthers saints i'm gonna pick the saints i'm gonna pick the saints too seven and a half point favorites all
1: right this this was the first week this week with when my going against carolina didn't work i thought i was going to again thought it was going to help me out i was gonna get lucky at the end but it didn't work out but i'm still gonna stick to it i got new orleans
0: but you want you think carolina's gonna win
1: it'll be tough because michael thomas is coming back
0: but you're picking new but orleans. i'm gonna pick the saints so this is your superstitious fan pick
1: yeah i'm but i've always been superstitious i'm convinced every time i go for the panthers in an actual pick and i say they're gonna win they don't, so.
0: Okay. Well, I got the Saints by, like, 21. Um,
1: Lions, Falcons. Falcons. This is actually hard because the Lions have looked good the past couple of weeks. They, they have. But I think the Falcons now back with Julio, a new coaching staff. I think they'll continue what they did today.
0: Yeah, it's in Atlanta. They have some momentum. I'm going to go Falcons, to Push it to 2-5. and five. Um, But it's going to be a close game. I could see Detroit walking away with this one, but I'm going to go Falcons. Browns, Bengals. I'm going to go Bengals. I'm gonna go Bengals. I still think I gotta go Browns. The Bengals did look good today against the Colts, but I still I don't. I'm not a big
1: fan on the Colts. Um, now
0: this is definitely a game where the Browns are gonna be like, oh, we have something to prove, and then they're like, hey, you're playing a rookie quarterback. Well, exactly.
1: This goes back into the cycle where they're gonna play right. that this average is... team, they're gonna dominate them, try yeah. and talk to the critics, and then they probably have a tough game the week after. And... That's a hundred
0: percent fair. So I'm gonna pick the Bengals just because, you know, Cleveland's only a four point favorite. I think that the Bengals have a shot at winning this game. If their defense can step up, that's the big question. But this this offense and Joe Burrow look really good right now. So I'm hopeful. I think the Bengals played them really tough the first time. It's in Cincinnati, so I'm going Bengals. Bills-Jets, do we even need to pick this game?
1: No, I think the Bills are going to beat them by 100.
0: Yeah, the Bills are going to beat the brakes off this Jets team because they have something to prove based off that Tennessee team. Um, based off that Tennessee game. Now, I don't know. I, they're playing tonight, so maybe they'll have even more motivation. But Bills buy, like, a lot. Cowboys, Washington.
1: Cowboys. I mean, I, I can't pick Washington. And I think they're going to – I still think they're going to be good with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton wasn't – I mean, yeah, he was not great in Cincinnati, but also he didn't have anybody around him in Cincinnati. Now with the Cowboys, he's got some weapons, a decent O-line. Their defense is still a question mark, but they are playing Washington. So
0: I'm going to hit you with some transitive property action. I'm going to hit you with some math. You ready? No, but okay. Okay. So, the Giants played the Cowboys and only lost by, what, five? Yep. Washington plays today and only loses the Giants by one. Okay. So, if you do some transitive property action there, the Cowboys are only a four-point favorite over Washington. So, if it's only a four-point favorite, it's in Maryland, it's in Washington at their home field. They're going to be a little bit angry. They're probably going to play Kyle Allen again. That Cowboys defense can't stop, you know, diarrhea. So they're real bad. So I'm thinking this is a trap game for Dallas. It's Andy Dalton's first start. I'm picking Washington. No, he'll start tonight. Or, Excuse me, his second start. So I'm picking Washington. I'm give, I'm picking Washington to win this football game.
1: Yeah, well, I'm still sticking with the Cowboys.
0: I don't think that. I, yeah, I'm picking Washington off a hunch. Uh, Packers, Texans. I think the Packers win this game and by a good margin because of the performance that they had this week.
1: Yeah, Aaron Rodgers can go for like 450 yards. Yeah, and five he's touchdowns. he's
0: going to come out with something to prove because I guarantee you at least one media pundit is going to ask for uh, Jordan Love to get in the game. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't they? Yeah, of course they will. It's their job, and it's probably going to be Skip Bayless, your favorite. Yeah, right. Because you're like Skip Bayless, is that what? It no, was?
1: you say I'm like Skip. Bayless. You're like Max. I Curry. don't
0: like Skip Bayless, but
1: Seahawks, Cardinals.
0: Seahawks by like a lot
1: yeah I gotta go Seahawks but I'm not gonna say a lot
0: Russell Wilson is who we all want Kyler Murray to be
1: yes but the Seahawks have so been, le- I that's mean the they're MVP,
0: that's the league MVP right there big dog
1: yeah he will be but and they're 5-0 and at this point but I think they you've beaten like they barely beat the Vikings so obviously they have weaknesses and I think if the Cardinals yeah, are able to exploit them then the Cardinals can win but I still think I'm gonna pick Seattle
0: The weakness in Seattle is their defense, but as long as Russell Wilson, as long as number three's back there throwing that ball around, I'm picking Seattle. All right, next game, as my computer has decided to flip out on me.
1: All right, it's Chiefs Broncos.
0: It's Chiefs Broncos. Yep, we got Um, Kansas
1: City seven and a half.
0: Kansas City. Yeah, I don't think that's a
1: question mark. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if the Broncos put up a good fight because the Chiefs, you know, had a good fight put up against them with the Chargers. But I still think the Chiefs come out on top, especially that will possibly be Le'Veon's first game in it Kansas should, City. It should be. So I think he he might go off. Yeah, definitely. depending on how much they give him the football. If they're just trying to slowly work him in, and you know, however that works out.
0: Okay, sorry. Computer recovery there. That was bad. Anyways, um, San Francisco, New England, New England. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to pick. I'm not really sure. I'm trying to look to see how San Francisco's playing right now. They got off to a hot start. They're actually up fourteen six. I'll probably go with New England still. Um, I think Bill Belichick, it's in Foxborough. I'm tending to give teams home field advantage lately, but um, I'm going to pick New England because I think Bill Belichick has something to prove. I think Cam Newton plays better, and I think that San Francisco offense is going to struggle with the New England defense. Los Angeles, the Chargers, the Bolts against Jacksonville, and the whimpering Minshew Mania, I'm going Chargers. I've picked
1: the Jags too many times this year. I've learned better. I'm going with the Chargers.
0: Uh, while we're on the topic, is Minshew Mania got overhyped? Right?
1: Yeah, but their defense isn't nothing to. Crave he's not. The, I don't. He's not the future. No, he's not the future. But he'll he'll be good for right. I mean, he's what they have right now. They'll figure something out moving forward.
0: Sunday Night Football, Tampa Bay, Vegas. I gotta tell you, man, I want to pick the Raiders. Are you gonna pick the Raiders? I'm gonna pick the Raiders.
1: I think I'm gonna go Bucks on this one just because their defense looked really good today. It's Tom Brady. Yeah, the Bucks are not the healthiest right now. They've had a lot of injuries, but I still think they're going to be able to pull that one off. All
0: right, Monday Night Football: Chicago and the Los Angeles Rams. I like. Uh, I like Chicago here. Yeah, I'm going to go I, Rams. I like Chicago just because of the way their defense played. That offense is picking it up. Nick Foles is playing, you know, decent. I think they. Ha- they I think they can win the game. Um, and the good news is Minnesota's on a bye this week, so I can't get that rant damn game wrong. Good God. All right, we're going to move on after my little rant there. We're going to move on into quarter two. College football keeps rolling, and if you watch the Clemson Tigers play football, man, do they look good. Put a hurting on Georgia Tech. They hung 73 on them boys. 73 to what, 7 was it? Yep,
1: 73 to 7. It was absolutely absurd. It was not an entertaining game to watch. By any stretch of the imagination. So,
0: Trevor Lawrence, we can we can just give him the Heisman now, right?
1: I mean, you kind of have to, but we'll see. how They close the game, close the season. I mean, they still haven't played anybody.
0: So, in Miami. Yeah. I don't see this team losing.
1: No, they won't. They won't lose. It's a if, because it's a conference only schedule. They will not lose.
0: They won't even get touched. Um, now, if you're at Georgia Tech, like what do you say to your defense after that game? Like you just gave up 73 points. I'd be like, hey, don't even bring your helmets because we're running till you puke.
1: I don't even. I don't even know what you can do. Because Georgia Lawrence, Tech's
0: not a bad football team.
1: No, but Trevor Lawrence played lights out football.
0: Yeah, he's through five touchdown passes. Did you see where Clemson actually put their punter in at quarterback at one point? I mean, yeah. That is just... blatantly disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know what you can
1: do moving forward with Georgia Tech. I mean, I feel like you just kind of got to try and erase it from your memory as best as you can. That was an embarrassing game they put up.
0: and Yeah, that's one that just gets wiped from the memory banks. Notre Dame. Notre um, Dame. Got the win, but I'm not necessarily happy about it as a Notre Dame fan. They only put up 12 against Louisville, beat them 12-7. And I really think that it just speaks to the idea that Notre Dame doesn't like to throw the ball. We just run, we run, 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 and then when you're tired of running, we run some more. Um, and I, I think the defense played well, but this offense is going to have to, have to, have to step it up if we're going to compete. I don't see the Notre Dame even sniffing Clemson, but um, they got, they're going to have to play better. They're going to have to play better.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. I'd I love seeing that Notre Dame barely won this game. Yeah. Because it gave me, you know, a little bright spot in yeah. the uh, sports world for the weekend. So, but, yeah, obviously moving forward, they're going to have to play Clemson if they get the ACC championship. I don't see them putting a dent into them. No. And I, I mean, obviously they're a ranked team. They're still good at football, but they're not in that top
0: four conversation. You know who's not either? <sighs> yeah. Oh yeah. So UNC got speared this weekend. Um and it would really they were getting blown out for a long time, put up a struggle at the end, but in the end UNC the fifth-ranked Tar Heels who are in the top 10 in football for what the first time in like ever. No, they were 10th 3 or 4 years ago. <laughs> <in. laughs> oh yeah, they got clapped by the Florida State Seminoles. Okay,
1: they got clapped in the first half.
0: Yeah, by the Florida State Seminoles, who should not be on national TV. They are aggressively bad at the sport of football, and USC lost. Sit here and look at me in my face right now. Are they still going to win the ACC? Yeah. No, they can't. They physically can't now. Yeah. No, we're go- we're going
1: to need Notre. They're going to need a lot of help now to get Notre to Dame's going to have to
0: fall off the face of the earth, and Trevor Lawrence is going to well, have they still, to get deported. They
1: still got to play Notre Dame. It
0: doesn't matter if if, if uh, UNC plays Notre Dame and beats them or not, at the end of the day, it's Clemson. If you can't beat Florida State, there's no shot. There's not a snowball's chance in hell you're beating Clemson. Yeah, this Look game, at me in my face and tell me they're beating Clemson. It's hard. Okay? Exactly. You're done. Their Bye. defense isn't great. They're by Felicia.
1: I mean, I'm still going to stand by it. I still got hope.
0: Anyway.
1: But I'm not going to hold my breath because I might be holding it for a while. Hope is
0: the liquor of the fool, Brad.
1: Well, then call me a fool.
0: Yeah, they do. Um, Bama beats Georgia. Are they the Bama of old? Because they didn't look great in the first half, and that's kind of this, the trademark of this Bama team right now. They're playing bad in the first half, and then they play like the actual Alabama in the second half because they blew out Georgia. Najee Harris
1: is, is that dude. He's an animal. He's absolutely I mean, coming off last week where he put up five touchdowns, he had another great game against Georgia. I really like Bama. I think that they're – right now, from what we've seen, I think they're the only team that can compete with Clemson.
0: Yeah, but they're not going to. I think Clemson wins this title running away this year. That's my prediction. I don't know about that. I, definitely, running, I would running, definitely pick them as a favorite at this
1: point, but
0: i got to see more football. They're a 14-point favorite in my mind. COVID thwarts LSU Florida. I mean, I don't think this is going to affect the college football playoff just because they're actually going to play this game later. I think Florida wins this game pretty easily because LSU is a LSU is sh- garbage. shit show. Um, but, of course, I have to ask this question. I didn't want to write this in here, but is this putting the season in jeopardy at all, or is this to be expected?
1: No, I mean, you got to expect it. I mean, we've seen it in the NFL. Yeah. Obviously, it didn't happen in the NBA. They have a bubble. We've seen it in baseball.
0: And baseball bounced back. They're exactly. playing Every, right now.
1: Everybody knew going into the season, if you're going to play, that you're going to probably run into the situation like this, unless you're in a bubble like the NBA was. Yeah. But you can't do that with football. No, It's, it's impossible, especially in a regular season. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's, ex, it's expected, but as long as they can handle it properly, then I think they'll be fine moving forward. Then the yeah. whole, everything will be fine.
0: Yeah, if you thought we were playing football this year and we're going to have zero COVID cases, you're out of your mind. Yeah. Um, before we move on, we're going to have a little halftime, but I have to ask you one more question. Ohio State plays their first game next weekend against Nebraska. I'm going to say something that's going to be pretty controversial. Okay. I think Ohio State loses its football game. I mean, I can – See where you're
1: coming from? I don't think that they'll lose this football game. I don't think they'll lose this football game.
0: I think they're so focused on you know championship or bust, and I think they're really focused on getting into that college football playoff and proving themselves that they're going to not really think about this Nebraska team who is historically good at football, and they're going to lose this football game. I think
1: Justin Fields is going to come out with something to prove because they haven't played to this point, and he's got a lot of making up to do at this point. So I think that that— He's gonna go off.
0: We we'll see how they come out mentally, but I'm I'm picking uh, I'm picking Nebraska there. All right, halftime. All right, Brad, it's halftime, and I got a question for you. All right, no do you, you like clean crips, really cool clothes? Yeah, I love clothes. Okay. Well, guys, Four Quarters listeners, we have really big news. We just got sponsored by Habits 365. And you're probably going, what is Habits 365? Habits 365 is a New York-based apparel company that encourages the practice of positive habits 365 days a year. They believe in wearing your habits, expressing your habits, and just keeping it all around positive. Now... Who wears Habits 365? James Harden, Floyd Mayweather, Lamar Jackson, DeBaby, Giannis Antetokounmpo, John Morant, Lil Baby, Trey Young, A Boogie, Dwayne Wade, Tyron Matthew, Cam Chancellor, and me and Brad. So we're all about, or excuse me, Habits 365 is all about positive habits. And if you want to check out Habits 365, go to their website, Habits365.com, pick out your favorite hoodie, hat, beanie, whatever it is. And when you get to check out, type in four quarters two for a special discount, for four quarters listeners. That's four quarters to all caps.
1: Yeah, that's the number four and the number two. No need to spell it out.
0: Yeah, number four, number two, quarters and all caps. <laughs> Quarter three, NBA coaching carousel. Doc Rivers is now out in L.A. Ty Lue has been shifted in. Thoughts? I mean, I don't think
1: that it's going to work out the same as it did when he was with LeBron. I, I don't know really what
0: Ty I Lue would.
1: Disagree. I disagree. I don't think it will. I don't.
0: He just didn't seem like much of a coach when he was in Cleveland. He was 100% a coach. I think Ty Lue played a bigger role in that Cleveland championship than people give him credit for just because LeBron was there. I think Ty Lue is an excellent coach. I think he's a defensive coach, which fits the nature of this L.A. team because they have some of the best defenders in the NBA. I think it was time for Doc Rivers to move on because Doc Rivers has shown that he's a good coach, but he's not necessarily a championship-caliber coach anymore. No, he gets you to he that w- point and he
1: can't get you over. He
0: now. was in Boston, but... You know, Doc Rivers is historically a player's coach, and maybe that's not quite what they need as L.A. just ran a hook and ladder. Um, I don't think that's quite – yes, exactly. I don't think that's quite what L.A. needs. I think Ty Lue is going to bring some uh, grit to this team, some ruggedness. He's a rugged guy. He's a tough guy. I think he's a good coach. I like this move for L.A., and I think this gives them a shot to maybe be uh, finals contenders again, maybe even win it this year.
1: I mean I think the one thing that gives me hope about this move is again back to Tyloo being with LeBron. He's already dealt with, you know, that superstar personality and he's already been around the team. Yes. So I think that'll definitely help him. And one thing that people were talking about after they lost was that they feel like this team doesn't have the chemistry that they need. And I feel like keeping a familiar
0: face Tyloo's a big chemistry.
1: Yeah. Guy. Keeping the keeping a familiar face in that head coaching position will help you know, keep the team meshed together. Yeah. And as long as they don't – and I don't see them making any crazy off-season moves.
0: No. I mean, they'll probably add a couple pieces. Some people are not going to be able to stay, but the core will be the best. Yeah, the
1: core yeah. will be there, and that's all you really need. And, I, I mean, I think – I see them getting back to where they were this year, maybe making that next step to the conference finals. But we'll have to
0: see how the other teams – Paul George is going to have to step it up. That's the – that's it. Yeah, playoff P cannot be playoff up. P. Yeah. Um, what's next for Doc Rivers? I mean, I could see him coaching in Philly.
1: I – wouldn't mind it in Philly. Um, I mean, it, it could work. They just I think Philly's got a lot of...
0: I think David, F- I re- think David Fizdell would be a really good coach. In
1: well, you just need somebody that they kind of... I don't know that you could say they need like rebuilding, but they have kind of pieces there. They just haven't put them all together.
0: I think Philly needs to move on from Joel Embiid, go after Devin Booker, put Booker in Philly with the passing ability of Ben Simmons. I think that team is dangerous with Doc Rivers as a head coach. I think that team, because there's been arguments of chemistry issues there between Simmons and Embiid. I think it's time to move off Embiid, try to get Devin Booker, because Booker needs to be out of Phoenix irrevocably. So I think Philly would be a good spot for him in my mind. Maybe that's some crazy to other people, but that's where I think Doc Rivers should go. I mean,
1: I kind of like I I like that
0: move. Or I, Doc Rivers just retires.
1: I, I see him going to Philly. That's that that is part of it. He is an older Houston. guy. Houston, I don't know about Houston. Houston's, Houston's a mess. I don't, know, I don't know about him dealing with uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook.
0: Speaking of Houston, it's our next step. Daryl Morey takes a step down as the Rockets' GM. I think they're done.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that they're slowly falling apart. I don't know contract-wise, like where James Harden's at. And he's aging. He's aging, yes. I mean, he's not playing bad basketball by any means. Not, no, not new. No. But, I mean, do you think he could go anywhere?
0: I mean I think someone be, would be interested in him 100%. I definitely think there's teams that would. Now be would interested. he leave? Probably not. I see him probably trying to finish out his career in Houston. But I mean if somebody offers him a, a job, I 100% think he's going to take it. Um, but it just goes to show that this analytics in basketball, it's cool, but it doesn't really work. I mean this team traded away Clint Capella, tried to go small ball, analytics analytics analytics, shoot the three, only the only threes and layups, no mid-range go to the free throw line, and it doesn't work. That's not the way you win playoff basketball because we've seen time and time again in the playoffs, fouls don't get called as much. It's well, no, a much the- more physical game, and that doesn't play to the strength of Houston. So I think Houston is going to shift to more conventional style of basketball. Now the question is, personnel-wise, where do they go from here? I think it's time to trade Russell Westbrook.
1: Yeah, I don't think that worked out, and I don't think at least having, shop him. Yeah, I mean, I don't think ha- I don't like I never liked having him and Harden on the court at the same time. I feel like they're too they're too similar. This is the second time they've
0: tried to win with ball dominant guards. They did it with Chris Paul and James Harden, it didn't work. They've done it with Russell Westbrook and James Harden, it still doesn't work. Har- or Westbrook's not a great three point shooter, and he's a bad basketball player in my mind. He's one of the most overrated players, overhyped players in the NBA.
1: Well, they liked him because he could just he was putting up he's more stats. He's got high
0: Paul. high octane. Yes, and he's kind
1: of—I mean, he's—he's he's kind of a toxic player. I mean, I'm not going to say he is, but like you saw, yeah. But you he saw got, like him way. in OKC, like he wasn't always the best teammate to have on the on, on the team. And even when he got to Houston, I mean, he was good in the in the playoffs. Like you could see him, like it seemed like they were meshing well. But I still feel like feel like he's somewhat of a toxic player.
0: He's the piece that's going to move. I would be surprised to see him on Houston next year. I also think Houston takes a step back and probably will enter rebuilding mode here sooner rather than later. Well, they're going to have to. They don't have a GM or a head coach.
1: So that's yeah. basically the first steps to rebuilding. Yeah. Unless you're like the Houston Texans who, you know.
0: Don't have, know what
1: they're doing. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know what they're
0: doing. Uh, we talked about a little bit, who takes the job in Philly. I like David Fisdale. I've been a big David Fisdale guy ever since he was in Memphis. He's not doing anything right now. I definitely think he should get a job. I know Jeff Van Gundy. They're looking at him. There's some names getting thrown around. Isn't Van Gundy the top? pick in new orleans right now he
1: is he is so they think he's gonna go there so i i don't see him i mean honestly the doc rivers move could potentially be the best i mean i think he's got experience with you know successful teams with big name players i don't know necessarily what they'll do with the players they currently have on the, on the floor but, but this is a
0: young team maybe you should infuse youth go david Fisdale route and keep that young core together and i I loved brett brown but he was never going to be the guy to win them
1: what's well, really going to depend on what that front office in Philly wants to do if they want to completely begin kind of a rebuild, you know, get move away from Embiid, you know, focus more on Simmons. Simmons, if they, if they needs want to, to do be that, their if they, he does, yes. And if they want to go towards that right now, don't get Doc. You need to go youth because you exactly. need somebody that's going to slowly build up into something. Yeah. Doc Rivers isn't that guy. He's yeah. more of like a you got to win now. Yeah, so if they, Doc if Doc didn't get a job, I wouldn't be surprised because I don't think that there's many teams that need a head coach that are built to win right now.
0: Yeah, and I mean, they talk about trust the process in Philly. Well, it's time for the next step of the process because the process isn't complete because they haven't won a title yet, and that's the whole reason we do this. Um, Lakers just won the NBA Finals. We're not – hey, we're not talking LeBron Jordan. Okay, not today. Not going to do it. We'll skip it for this week. Do they need to add more pieces to repeat, or do you think they just go in with what they had?
1: I mean, I definitely – I think they need something more, another kind of guard to help LeBron. Well, only you, because of the other weapons just around the NBA that weren't there this year. Yeah. You know, you're going to have KD and Kyrie, you're going to have the Warriors are going to be back,
0: assuming and, we don't have to go bubble league again. Yeah. This is it's going to be different.
1: It's going to be 100% different. I mean, you got to think even when you get to the playoffs there's going to be that home court advantage. It's going to hmm. be there if there's fans. I mean, I'm hoping that there is, but who knows. Who knows? Yeah. Um so I mean that'll definitely make a lot of difference. So I, And I still think that they do need one more. AD and LeBron is definitely, I think, the best one-two in the league. Mm-hmm. But it would definitely help them to have a third.
0: Though one of the guards that I saw, and he's definitely not what he used to be, but I did see that they're considering Derrick Rose. I did, and I and I kind of like that because we've seen Derrick Rose. It's a pity pickup, bro.
1: It is, but we've seen Derrick Rose. He can go off. I mean, obviously, it's not consistent. He's not reliable.
0: He's not consistent. He's old. He's hurt. He's... That's
1: kind of what the Lakers have
0: been using. Like, this year, I mean, mm-hmm. who, who else did they have outside of AD
1: and, and, and LeBron that was really consistent mm-hmm. week after or Rage game after game. Yeah, he was – Oh, yeah, yeah. Playoff but, Rondo. Well, playoff Rondo. But that Rondo. just goes yes.
0: into the point we were just saying. He's not a great regular season player, has experience. So, maybe this would be a good fit for them. But you are right. The Lakers, if you look at them, were an oddball th- – accumulation of talent
1: yeah that's why and that's why so many people
0: like it the was Clippers better
1: than the lakers because if you look at the lakers they have lebron and
0: ad and outside of that they don't have a whole lot all right last topic before we move into quarter four where will Giannis land miami i agree uh, dallas is one of the contenders i don't see him in dallas just because i just i'm not a big dallas guy i like christops but if you throw in Giannis, it's like your lane's going to get crowded. You're going to have It's just too many people need the ball at one time to be successful. I think if he goes to Miami, that team has clearly shown that they're really good at moving the ball, passing the ball. And they're and just Giannis, missing a big man. And Giannis sliding. And it's not even really a big man. It's well, cause, yeah, because they have Bam. Him but. with a mixture of Bam out of bio would make that team so good. And he would slide perfectly into the defensive identity that Miami has created. I love Giannis in Miami.
1: The I only thing I would like about him in Dallas is seeing him and Luka on the on the floor on the same team because I, I think I would, that could be dangerous. I would but prefer I like to him. see him and Jimmy Butler. Together. Yes, I like him better with Jimmy Butler, and that only
0: makes Tyler Hero better. Yes, and
1: I, but that's just because I like that team around him. I mean, I think that that's probably the best team that they will be the best. That team, that team wins is. a championship. That team will win a championship. Yes.
0: All right, we're moving on to quarter four. My thing is,
1: Brad, do you want to go first? Yeah, I can. T- I can take the reins on this one. So my thing is. The Steelers are a fake frontrunner. Okay. Now, the reason that I believe this is because if you go back and look at the teams that they have played to this point, yes, they're 5-0, and yes, this week they did put up an impressive amount of points against a Browns team. I already think that Browns team is also fake because we've seen them in the past with a team that they still have not be great and not win games. And even Cleveland themselves, they haven't played a, a crazy schedule. They haven't played anybody dominant. And if you look at the Steelers' season to this point, I'm pretty sure before today, if you did, if you don't count Cleveland, their combined record of their opponents is like three and twelve or something like that, like it's something ridiculous. They haven't played anybody that's crazy scary. That's why going into this week, uh, it'll be a big test for them because they're playing a, a team that I actually think is good, but like they beat Philly, who yes is still I, I think good, but not. Not great, I mean they haven't they haven't beat anybody, they haven't played mm-hmm. well they're one what one four and one now they played Houston when Houston still had Bill O'Brien running the team, and right. we knew that was a mess nobody nobody that was not a good team. They played the Broncos when they were hurt without anybody on their team, and they only beat them by five and then if you go to week one, they played the Giants, who are also not great. They did play them with Saquon, but even still they just haven't played anybody, so I think right now. Yes, they're 5-0, and and yes, that's going to help them in the long run, but I still don't trust them
0: right now because they haven't played anybody. So let me tell you where you're wrong. Yes, the Steelers' def- the Steelers' schedule has been favorable to start the year, but if you look at their defense as a whole, they're only giving up an average of 18 points per game through the first six weeks of the season. If you look at the way they're playing the run, they have held teams to 75 yards rushing. They held Saquon Barkley to nine yards rush or six yards rushing, excuse me. They held the Browns to, or they held the uh, Giants to 20 total yards rushing. So they're clearly the best rushing defense in the NFL. They're the only, they're the first team since the 1985 Super Bowl Giants team that has had three sacks and one takeaway in the first six games of the season. They already have 24 total sacks, so they get pressure which is really big because Tyler Lewan just tore his ACL in Tennessee. So, they get the most pressure in the NFL, they get the most sacks, and they're one of the more opportunistic defenses in the league meaning they force a lot of turnovers. If you look on this team, if you look at this Brown team on paper, they were statistically the best rushing offense in football, stifled them 75 yards and only one touchdown. That touchdown coming at the end of the first half which was really a give me touchdown after a Devin Bush injury. So that touchdown really might not have counted. This Steelers team is the real deal. On top of that, they have Chase Claypool, who's probably the best, playing better than any other rookie receivers right now, with six touchdowns through the first six weeks, only playing five games in those first six weeks. This Steelers team is the real deal. Their defense is disgusting. Their offense is getting better each week. This is one of the best Steelers team we have seen in a very long time. This is the first Steelers team to start 5-0 and since they won the Super Bowl in 1979. If you're going to come at me with facts about Pittsburgh, Brad, you better come strapped because I'm ready for you. Yes, and I,
1: and I know you're ready for him. You're a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I would expect nothing less. But you come back to how dominant they are against the run. Yes, they've played Saquon Barkley in week one with
0: the Giants. they played one of the best running offenses with Kareem Hunt. They're about to go play Derrick Henry, who yes. I'm not scared of.
1: I think these next two weeks, I think they take back-to-back losses. You think back-to-back yes, losses? they will lose to the Titans, and then the week
0: after that, they will lose to the Ravens. One and one in this week. One and one. And even still. Plus, the Ravens don't look that phenomenal, so if you can stop Lamar Jackson, turn him into a pocket passer he's very bad can't we Well, see these the next numbers. two
1: weeks will test your your philosophy that they are the best run defense in the league because they, they're going to play the best it's not a philo- be it's not a
0: philosophy it's a t- statistical fact
1: yes against teams that aren't great at running the football
0: that's literally not true brad i just told you yes that the cleveland are the best who, running who, def- or running offense in the league
1: yes cleveland who has had the same running offense the past two seasons
0: actually incorrect kevin Stefanski uh, has redone that rush that run offense I I still don't like it. It's
1: still Cleveland. And they they play – This is a 4-2
0: football team who's third in their division and one of the best divisions in football. And the Steelers are atop that division. They do have to play the Ravens. That's going to be a test. But you have to understand, this Steelers team is going to the playoffs and there's going to be a tough out in the playoffs. Are you telling me this team is not going to make the playoffs? Well, because there's seven teams in the playoffs now, yeah, they're going to make it.
1: They're going to be in the top half of the AFC.
0: I'd see them as at least a third seed
1: they could get there if if they're able to win these next two weeks. They're without a doubt in my mind. It's going to be hard, it's going to be
0: hard for them to go seven and no. I'll grant you that. They're probably going to split with the Ravens, but I'm really high on this Pittsburgh team just because this defense is the defense of old.
1: Well, and if you go and look at the rest of their schedule, there's no way in my mind that they don't make the playoffs cuz they have the, you know, they're still they got the Bengals who, you know, could surprise somebody. They got the Colts who aren't looking great. They got Buffalo, that could be a tough one. They got the Jaguars they got the, they still got the Bengals twice, and they got Dallas.
0: Yeah, good take, uh, Max Kellerman. All right, I'm going to tell you what my thing is. My thing is, hey, let's stop paying running backs in the NFL, and I'm going to tell you why. The running game in the National Football League is not based on your running back, but your offensive line and your run scheme. Here, what are the best examples of that? Uh, San Francisco, they have not had top backs. They've had Raheem Mostert, Matt Breida, and it really doesn't matter who you throw in there. Their scheme is what makes the running game well. Devonta Freeman in New York. After Saquon goes down, Devonta Freeman looks like a top five back in the NFL. Why? Because they have a good scheme and a good offensive line. Or that offensive line is playing well, let me say, rather. If you look at if you look at Cleveland, they do have Kareem Hunt and they have uh, Nick Chubb, but Nick Chubb goes down and the backup plays good, right? If you look in L.A. with the Chargers, Melvin Gordon, he asked for all this money. He doesn't get it. Austin Eckler comes in and plays lights out in Austin and uh, Melvin Gordon instead. We see the same thing with Melvin Gordon again in Denver. He gets hurt. Uh, Philip Lindsay comes in, plays phenomenally. So please, 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 please. We've also seen it in Carolina. Christian McCaffrey goes down. Mike Davis comes back and plays phenomenally. So here's the reason you don't pay running backs. They're not worth it. You can get them for third, fourth round deals for almost seven years. And running backs only last about eight. If you look at what happened with Le'Veon Bell in New York, they he took all their money, didn't give them any production, and they're just as bad as a team as they were before him. Do not pay running backs. Spend the money elsewhere. The minute a running back starts asking you for money, you let him go. That's what the Steelers did with Le'Veon. That's what the Jets wised up and did with Le'Veon, and it's what Dallas should have done with Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott is a good running back. But without that, but you can slide anybody into that offensive system and they would still have this similar numbers to Philip Lindsay. Or excuse me, to Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not saying running backs have talent. I'm not saying running backs aren't worth anything, but I'm saying that's not where you need to spend your money in the NFL. You need to spend your money quarterback, pass rusher, offense, offensive line, secondary, receiver, and then running back probably at the bottom of the list for me. I like
1: that because I I've never been big on people paying running backs a lot of money,
0: especially these huge contracts. Man, they're not running backs are have about seven- to eight-year window to be productive. Then they start getting injured. Then they start getting old. They're not the same running back anymore.
1: Well, and it's hard now because players are getting faster, stronger, more explosive. So, like, on the defensive side, when a running back takes a
0: hit, it's a big hit. Plus, if you looked at the top – if you looked at the top – I think I looked at it last year. If you looked at probably the top 15 running backs in the NFL, none of them were in the playoffs.
1: Well, because – yeah, well, it's because – most of the teams with top running backs don't have the weapons around them on the rest of the offense.
0: Right, because they're paying the running backs. That's my point.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I still think that if you get a special running like a, a, a special running back who... It, it What makes it hard is their so not
0: Saquon Barkley not special. He's got comparisons to uh, Barry Sanders, and I think Saquon Barkley could be one of the best running back talents we've ever seen. But he's not turning that that doesn't turn into wins in New York. There's so many other things that need to get done in New York and they're going to have to pay Saquon or let him walk. And then they just wasted a third overall draft pick. So my my issue is here is that even if you get a really special running back, do not draft him in the first round, do not pay him an unholy amount of money.
1: Yeah. I I mean, yeah, I've never been sold on the idea of giving him a bunch of money, but I still think if you find, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I'm a big Christian McCaffrey guy. I, I, I liked that deal, but we'll just have to see moving forward. That's the hardest part is because moving forward, you never know how healthy a running back's going to stay.
0: Good, good, good. All right, Brad, is that wrap on four quarters? Yeah, that's all I've got for this week. All right, UNC goes down. They get speared. Brad, go ahead and say your uh, tagline.
1: Well, it, yeah, Patriots are going 12-4. and four. I'm still going to yeah. stick to it. They'll
0: get one more loss the rest of the year. All right, Brad. All right, that's wraps. You guys, let's have a week, folks, huh? Let's have a week. All right, let's cut it out.